I do. You do. I love rat men. <laughs> Not boys. boys You're men. disgusting. Rats to men. <laughs> What's after breakfast? What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. Rats to men. Boys to rats. <laughs> Boys to rats. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, that cool. eight people just turned this yeah. off, and they're I, not I all understand. eight people that listened yeah. turned this off. <laughs> um, just y'all's family, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Spencer was like, "Y'all need to make episodes quicker." <laughs> I was oh. like, "I'll we'll try." Oh well. <laughs> Good luck. I would love to. This is not going to be the one. Mm-mm. Once a week is as good as it's going to get, and that's already difficult. So, yeah. yeah, just split it up. You know, I'll just start having our episodes. No, and then, no, like, fade it out and it's be like, not on tune you. in in three oh, days. Leave everyone on a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's not on you. The the listeners, our fans, our friends, our, our fans. family, they can take a break and come on back. Yeah. Or go, yeah, listen, listen to Spencer. Just start yeah. listening weekly. Yeah, I don't know if he'd <laughs> if like Spencer to becomes a anyway, hooligan, like it'd be amazing. Like, oh, I, it'd be so funny. Yeah. I want to, can I be there for the conversation of what is a who and what is a that? Yes. I think that that's a really easy concept to get. You think that? Yeah, I tried to have that conversation John with CJ. Get it oh. Brandon gets it, and I fully like I have, have the smartest husband. You do, you got that's what we husband. just learned. Yes, um, I've fully integrated that like mm-hmm. terminology yeah. into my vocabulary and I'll be like oh well they're just a who anyways or who something behavior. like that and yeah. he's like what every time he says what and I'm like you listen not consciously but so it's on like, it's on yeah all the time yeah I have nothing else to live for so I need this <laughs> background true. noise while I'm working have you have you listened to a celebrity memoir book club at all I have not. Those girls popped up on TikTok a couple times for me, and it's delightful. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, as that long as good. I just I need I need a podcast with a subject. I don't want to listen to people being interviewed. No, maybe I think that's it. I just it depends on the hate people. Interviews. Subject, yeah. It depends on the people for know. me. Like there's I some hate of interviews. some of Brene's that when she first came out right. with it, like whatever a year and a half ago, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then there was some of it that I was like, I just don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like, I get it. I don't need to hear a celebrity talk about themselves. No. The, ever. Good, the yeah. thing I like about Celebrity Memoir Book Club is they don't just like do a retelling of the book club. They also kind of talk about what is also going on maybe in this person's life at the same time that's mm. not being brought up. That would be tinging yeah. their experience mm. or yeah. even deconstructing. Because some, some of the memoirs came out, like, a good example is they've done um, Kendra Wilkinson and Holly Madison, who are two of the mm-hmm. girls next Amazing. door. Love them. Um, and they kind of compare them, uh, their stories and stuff like that. And both of those memoirs, Kendra's came out like five or six years ago and Holly's mm-hmm. came out in the last couple of years. They tell it very much in the time that it's being written and they mm-hmm. commentate on it as well and call out people when they're being like bullshitty. Janice Dickinson's one is Ooh. really good because she is a she crazy a person, she uh-huh. but she's fully aware that uh-huh. she is an insane person. Right. So it's, and she's it's also really aware of the bullshit yeah. around her. Yeah. I like Janice. Yeah. I'm going to have to. She's like a 
problem, but yeah, yeah. she's she's a huge problem. She's it's like the antithesis of like Tyra Banks, who feels more kind of now later on that everyone's been very um right. cri- rightfully critical of uh next top Diet model culture and just how putting people in blackface in the mm-hmm. year of two thousand eight two thousand nine mm-hmm. yeah yeah but Janice like is very much like yeah I'm kind of. I messed up from my childhood and I'm in a weird industry mm-hmm. and it, everything's kind of fucked up. But hey, that's that's modeling, baby. See, it's great. I think that's why I don't like interview style podcasts because I have read a couple of celebrity memoirs and I fucking hated it. Yeah. Maybe I was reading the wrong type of memoir, but I read Carrie Brownstein's from Slater Kinney oh. and from Portlandia. Like she had one and I was like, this is just fucking Boring. boring well because nobody's gonna like, I, okay you were rich white you know the, yeah every person on the planet has, and maybe that's part of it is like i don't maybe i'm just tired of hearing about your story things. kind of stuff i want to so, yeah. hear crazy shit yeah <laughs> well the ones that like th- i think the best one i've ever read was uh steve martin's born standing up but that's something where it's like it's super focused on comedy mm-hmm. yeah. like so of course I so like it. So it's the it. subject matter sure. alone. It's not just yeah. the person that draws. But also you in. like he's writing like he's just a genius. Yeah. Yes. So like I can listen to everything he Anyone says. Anyone who can play the banjo that well has to be. Something's going on. Yeah, they're better than all of us. I agree. I like Tina Fey's. I, well, I, when I read Bossy Pants, I was at a per, per, point in my life where I feel like I was receptive to that yes. type See, of humor. Yeah. And I feel like if I'd read it now, I don't think right. I'd feel the and same. And like way. back then, like that's when I read. Chelsea Handler, like yeah, I love vodka, Chelsea Handler's book. It's me, me Chelsea, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Like I'm I thought like, that she's was so funny, great, and yeah, But now I, I, I'm past. I think I'm past all of it. I don't yeah. yeah. anymore about other people. That's fair. <laughs> oh, I'm listening to the Matthew McConaughey one, but that's just for when I'm trying to go to sleep. Right. Does he read his well, own? I yeah. assume he narrates it. Yeah. So yeah. that's just some like yeah. nice voices. <laughs> Like if he was if he was to record a time to kill and download what that, like what he I, should do is someone should pay Matthew McConaughey to record all of Larry McMurtry's books, and then you can just listen to the Last Picture Show and his mm-hmm. drawl or Lonesome mm-hmm. Dove or some Texasy shit. And oh, I want him to read stuff like The Odyssey, right? Like you know, I was uh, thinking Cormac McCarthy, Truman <laughs> Capote, yeah, yeah, and Coldplay, just yeah. That'd be good. The feminine mystique, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I, you know what? I'd a lot of Joan Didion. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, welcome to Weird Brunch. I do kind of like recording these on Sundays in the early afternoon. It's nice. And it's yeah. technically brunch time. It is brunch mm-hmm. time. Feels authentic. To the, and it's to also the like, I was thinking about this and I was like, I see Haley a lot more now. And it's like, if you feel like you have friends that you want to see pretty often, but when this is a business can't make time, I know mm-hmm. can't make time to always hang out. Just like start recording a just weekly start, podcast with you them, have, and then you start have a part time job. You don't yeah. get paid for. <laughs> you have no idea yes. how many comedy shows I started like over the last ten years. Yeah. I was like, I want to hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. do a show together. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. So that's my it recommendation. Works. Yeah, to keep friends and family business. Make it forced. Yeah. Slightly forced. forced. This is now an obligation. I was asked to fill in and now I'm here. I also think the nice part about it is also like there is a beginning time and you know when it ends. It's not like nebulous like like, when you were in high school. It's like you're not just like hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's Mm -hmm. like the movie's over. Now what? Do we keep Keep hanging out or do I go home? Like it's it's nice. Like the job is done. 
I have laundry. Yeah, Bye. exactly. Yeah. Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm Winnie Lamond. I'm Haley Lamond. I'm Lisa Friedrich. <laughs> She's ter- a terrified Lisa Friedrich. I, Lisa, I kind of want you to go first because okay. I'm so curious. She's very excited about her story. Yeah. It's very long. You say that about every yeah, single and one. And it's never that, that long. Because okay. I listen to all of them. And okay. It's pretty much Maybe I'm sometimes. just so Whitney did had to cut a lot out of the last I one. I did. Though. I cut out a lot. Did you notice? <laughs> I noticed just because I remember. There was also a lot of shit talking yeah, that we kind of did that I was like, those were the because I knew you were going to cut those out. So I think yeah. I became hyper aware of other things that I said. I'm right. like, oh, that yeah, that's definitely not necessary well, to be in a well, podcast. Cut, I cut a, it took me a really long time can, to edit the last one because there was a lot. Oh, yeah. You were like, I think I'm going to get this out tomorrow on Monday. And no. then it was like the next oh, week. It took me like five hours yeah. to edit the last one. So I, I apologize. I'm gonna, I should have done go this. Pee? I'm going to get water. Okay, well, I can eat more water. chips now. Okay. I'm pausing. And we're back. Okay. I'll put a little pause sound. I've done that before. What's Playing. a pause sound? Oh, like a little music. Like beep. Oh. Did you yeah. say illegal music? Oh, I said a illegal little music. music. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like get on like a torrent. Get on Napster. We're These have explicit berets. words. I... No beret. Loser. Adopted. Loser. <laughs> Adopted. Adopted. I do have a green beret. <laughs> Unrelated to the Green Berets. You know that ex I was talking about? He was a Green, he was a green Beret. beret. <laughs> uh, from us going to the um, Phil, Phyllis Neffler Girl Scouts movie. Phyllis Neffler. Yeah. Why can't I think about it? Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. You couldn't even remember Shelley Long's character's name in Troop Beverly Hills. I, I thought I'm that would make to our you remember. I'm sorry. Anyways, the Green Beret is very small and clearly made for a child's head. But if you want, I can go get it and we can all be wearing berets for this. I have a very large head. (laughs) That would be for no one except you. It doesn't even fit my head either. And I think I think I have an average size. I think you have a normal size. I have a big head. You have a big head. Mm -hmm. I'm just big. Your head doesn't present large, but I know you have from small head privilege. You do. <laughs> I do. I was born with it. Got a lot of junk in the, not the trunk, <laughs> the but like the, um, mm-hmm. what's got the a lot of part called? The hood. The hood. Under the hood. Yeah. Got a lot the of engine. water in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, real slushy. Okay, um, so tell us your okay. story. So fall of, I, I do want to say literally all of this is taken from a Vanity Fair article by Alice Robb and um, bless you, Alex Robb, because this is uh, insane. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so fall of 2017, uh, there's 47 dancers who arrive in Charleston, South Carolina. There are all kinds of levels, all kinds of dancers. Some of them are international that they're flying in and they're going to start this new Uh, They're going to be part of the new company for the American National Ballet in Charleston, South Carolina. So this is the very first group of the company. They're all coming in. Again, you've got like people who have just gotten out of dance school. You've got people who have been like in a soloist career with all these other companies. This is in, I think, September of 2017. And then uh, the people who are running this are Doug and Ashley Benefield. Ashley was a former dancer. They are married. um, And it seems like they've got really deep pockets. Mm -hmm. And their mission is to highlight racially diverse and physically unconventional dancers. So all of these 47 dancers are people who maybe 
you know, have lost jobs because they're five and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley happens to be five nine, so she's got some history with this. Mm-hmm. So the it's, most unre- underrepresented all... group in society, mm-hmm. slightly tall women. So that ballerinas. is that was interesting that the two like highlighted unconventional body was like a five ten woman and then a four eleven woman, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, but there's a you know th- there is a a good case to be made that this is what the to the, the goal standard is. of dancers then yes like if you're really really talented but you don't look a certain way 90 percent of dance companies are going to tell you to go get booked mm-hmm. the idea like they want to redress the the size of demonstration you know it's just the, the size immigrants here uh, <laughs> there you go they want to address the height and size discrimination, but also the notorious whiteness that is in dance companies across the world. So each new hire, as they are being brought on, they're also asked to post on Instagram with the hashtag We Embrace Diversity or ANB Family, so American National Ballet mm-hmm. Family. So this brand new troupe of 47 dancers, they have an annual budget of $2.5 million. They are signing eight-month contracts with these dancers. So it's, it's 47 dancers at a company with $2.5 million per year to spend. Mm-hmm. That seems low. No, for a dancer. Oh, for forty-seven no. dancers. Yeah, no, it, I don't. Think this so. is it was the way it's discussed. It's a very large number. Yeah, like um, a rock hat makes probably what like thirty or forty grand yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're also asked to sign eight-month contracts, which is much longer than most other companies. They're also given health insurance, which you are often not. Mm-hmm. And for the international uh, company members, they are offered American visas. So they're all urged to sign one-year leases at this luxury apartment. They're like, the best part is you can see the studios from the apartments, not even a two-minute walk. But wait, there's more. Like, all of these emails are kind of like, hey, 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 Selling hey. Selling you on the yeah. idea when it should be something you'd want. Uh-huh. Also, I love the idea that I could see my work from my home. It's my favorite <laughs> idea. Like, mm, the dream. You never really leave. Mm-hmm. They're also like, we're going to build a rehearsal space on the ground level of these apartments. So this is where you want to be. So the dancers start arriving. And the first day that they're there, they arrive to a pizza party and a photo shoot. You know what? As a dancer who's nervous, you know what I want to do? Shove my face full of pizza. And then take a picture of it. I just immediately, I've never been a dancer, but I was like, no. No. (laughs) No. No dancers doing that. And so some of them still had their doubts and like people are going around filming them and like interviewing them and it feels very like, whoa, I'm, I'm somewhere. And the idea behind it is revolutionary for what they're trying to, to do here. Uh, but some are still like, I don't know, some, something feels weird. And so some of them were asking about the performance schedule like you would. And then they were getting like crazy replies to that with things like one of the replies was like what's up with the rehearsal schedule or the performance schedule and then the reply would be like there are big things in store for A and B uh, we're changing the face of ballet we will be making announcements in the upcoming weeks well those announcements uh, never happened mm-hmm. the dancers start moving into their apartment and uh, there's no studio in sight the building they kept saying like oh they keep working on it and it keeps falling out you know there's like oh right. there's we've got like not enough workers blah, blah 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 always something in the meantime they take class in a very small studio that's five miles away 
there weren't even windows and they reportedly barely fit on the bars as a group. So right along <clears throat> with all the other what the fuck, as I said, it's Doug and Ashley Benefield and Ashley, who is the co-founder and director and the dancer, uh, is nowhere to be seen this whole time. It's only been Doug. Uh, so Doug's, he's telling the dancers like Ashley's going to be back by the end of the week. Um, narrator voice, she would not be back. <laughs> uh, she moved to Florida. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the dancers are like, okay, this is fine. She'll, she's going to be back, whatever. And they're studying with local teachers and they still don't have like a rehearsal schedule. While that's happening, they're hearing like these even more grandiose things like it's not just a ballet company but it's also going to be a conservatory a line of dancewear a media company mm-hmm. there's going to be a competition style reality tv show a little bit of project uh, creep a little, a little... <laughs> yeah. well and that's it. so doug is uh, an engineer and he at one point said he was uberizing ballet I like explain never, yourself ever say that again yeah explain yourself i want haunt uber uberizing Mm-hmm. It's like you order a dancer to your house. Yeah, that's a different kind of uh-huh. industry. I mean, that could definitely be Uberized, though. Yeah, I think we just came up with yeah. a pretty good plan. Right, we're going to go. Some of the international dancers were still at their homes and they were panicking, right? Because they're like, I need to get there. I have, I need this visa, whatever. But then payday comes, right? The first payday. And it's that thing of like, hey, man, it's the 15th. And the, they're like, where's our check? They're like, give me to the 18th. So at first he's like, I can't pay you today. And then eventually they all get paid. But they get paid in uh, wads of cash shoved into envelopes. Mm. Okay. So no I mean, cash is king. Yeah. Yeah. No taxes, no receipt. Just this is the point personally that I'm out. I have cash in my hand and if yes. I'm capable, I go, I'm gone. And it took how many days to get this late? This seems risky. With, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The dancers are asked to sign an NDA a little after a month after. Um, after they arrived. So uh, this is like in October 20th. Yes, they are asked to sign an NDA. Um, and then three days later, almost half of the company was let go. Uh-oh. Mm, convenience. This is after they signed leases and they're like yes. fancy down. This is in New York? This is in Charleston, Charleston South sorry. Carolina. Okay, sorry. In my brain, it was, I mean, all dances. Because of, is like, because of center, stage. center stage. Yeah, like, right. this is the That's where they all Yes, 100%. Okay. It's actually way worse that they're in Charleston, though. Right. Oh, no. So Ashley is pissed. She is furious that they just did this. She had no idea they this were about Florida to. This is Florida girl? Yes. Okay. She, but she's still co-founder, right. but she's like, I had no idea y'all were about to let these people well, go. because she was in Florida. Is, I she know. wasn't a part of the process. But she was like, this is exactly what we're supposed to be fighting in the dance and in the ballet industry. Like, this kind of shit happens. This is ridiculous. So then she uh, goes to, as you would, the American National Ballet Facebook, which had been like all of these like promotional things. Look at these dancers, blah, blah, blah. And she posts, I publicly disavow my support for American National Ballet and its leadership. She is the Mm -hmm. (laughs) co-founder. 
Again, I have been on personal leave and heard secondhand about the devastation that took place. She's like, we're out, we're done. And so within two months, most of the 47 dancers were unemployed in the middle of the season in a city where there are like zero dance up, which is why Charleston is way worse than New York. Because at least you could probably maybe go to a different company or something. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're stuck in this high dollar lease for a year. And it's just it's kind of a nightmare. So after that Facebook post, oops, Doug takes off. (laughs) So now we don't have um, Ashley or Doug. And then people that they had employed were left alone. So there's like a choreographer there still and like maybe some kind of HR person. But they're like, I don't I think we also got fucked here. I'm so sorry. So where are they? (laughs) Let's go a little bit back in time with Doug and Ashley. Doug Benefield and Ashley Byers met in 2016. At Ben Carson's house. Oh, God. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Doug is 54. He's divorced and widowed. Um, but Doug is a hottie. He's a hot 54. Yeah. Hot dad. Yeah. Um, Ashley is? Uh, 24. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, yep, there it is. Uh, classically beautiful. Big blue eyes. Brown hair. Um, so she was like, we started talking and we just never stopped. So, you know, Ben Carson's house where dreams come true. <laughs> Ashley. So why was she there? Ashley was part of Donald Trump's campaign entourage. Oh, God. Y'all, when I say when I was reading this, you know, when you're watching a documentary and your jaw just keeps getting like farther oh, yeah. and farther and farther. This was this but reading and i don't like reading but i could not stop um okay so uh then doug was actually he was close with some of ben carson's bigger donors uh they both also they really love god and the second amendment okay those are the two things god guns Mm -hmm. pew pew uh, but for God, but for God. Mm-hmm. He texts her the next day. There's so much childish horse shit that goes on between this 54 year old and 24 year old. He texts her the next day with a bunch of fucking emojis, like laughing emojis and smiling emojis and exclamation marks. And he's like, it was love the time with you, Ashley Oakley. Because he, it was she a little. She was wearing Oakleys or something. No, no. Annie Oakley. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of a gun. Guns. She had a Got gun it. in her bra at the oh, event. Oh my! What well, I don't understand. I mean, I guess if you're trying to pick up an old Republican, that's the way to do it. I mean, if you're gonna like guns, which I don't have a problem with you liking guns, yeah. at least have good gun etiquette. Like, be good at guns. Like, yeah, putting don't a try gun to in blow your, your tits off. Yeah, seriously. And that's why you're not married to an old to Republican a gun? No. or to a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sorry for. I'm glad you're not married to a gun. We were all we've been meaning to talk yeah. to you yeah. about this. <laughs> Brandon leaves Haley, and months later, she's like, "Uh, this is AK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we met at Ben Carson's house. <laughs> ben Carson's ranch. I stole him." <laughs> You know what? Just leave me be. I'm having a great time <laughs> at that point. So he texts her all this dumb shit. And he's like, oh, my God. Now, the, the event was on the 25th. Uh, the next day, the 26th, August 26th, Ashley calls him, my dear, and then starts thanking God for bringing him into her life. And then they're, they also, they're just sending each other a bunch of like hearts and Bible verses. And then they're talking about their favorite music. And um, Doug texts her and he says, so they're talking about their favorite music. I have to say this. Oh, no. I, wanna, I was about I'm to say, so what's excited. his favorite music? Please tell me. So she likes classic country. 
girl or no way does she mean classic country i read it wrong classical and country okay so i will back that you know what i don't support it uh (laughs) he likes frank sinatra and praise music which he sometimes puts on when he leaves the house for the angels to enjoy. <laughs> because the angels like they hang out in his love house. And they're like, our God is the most ungodly race. All of those yeah. songs, church songs, it's a G chord and an E chord back and forth, back and forth forever. From Easy to understand. To yeah. the grave, from the grave. There are some pretty. There's some that slap. Yeah. I mean, all of all, them. Yeah. Because I know all the words. And really, I like any song that I know all the words yeah. to. Even if I hate it, I like singing it. Because yeah. I'm a, yeah. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, so Bring one of me uh, I like music because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Groundbreaking, Whitney. Thank you. I like knowing the words because I'm a dick. Because yeah. I'm an asshole. So one of the wake up texts from Doug to Ashley is good morning and big hugs and some sunshine to get your day going. A few hours later, her response, I'm currently at my favorite place, the best place on earth, my amazing church. And then Doug writes back, have a heavenly time. I just, I want it. This is how like people flirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. No, this Can is. Can you imagine? Nary so a dick pic has been sent in this conversation. No. No. So that's the thing. It's just, this is What's religious dick picking. This Bible is yeah. the most intense edging yeah. that has ever Seriously. happened. Seriously. If you had to be John or Paul, which one would you be and why? <laughs> mm-hmm. John, because Paul is probably a false prophet. Oh my God. Um, get into the Y'all the have no gospel. idea. Simon, what a loser. <laughs> y'all are like hitting the nail almost directly. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, now I know I can pick up a 50 year old evangelical pretty easy. It's not hard. So, uh, another thing is yeah, they're sending each other like hearts and Bible verses back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So, on September 1st, (laughs) six days after they met, they exchanged I love yous over text. Lisa, why over text? Well, because like two days into them knowing each other, uh, Doug had to go on a business trip to Israel. By the time Doug landed, from this trip they had decided to marry they told almost no one including doug's teenage daughter mm-hmm. um and then they were you know who gives a shit about our age gap and like they so they had met 13 days prior they get married um on september 6th with no guests except for a witness and then doug's friend trip cor Cormany. oh my trip uh, i feel like he owns he owns like a uh corm cormans yeah well i was thinking of like a cannery like a bean like a can of beans like a, a monopoly on stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah like he's like wealthy he's a, from selling he's a, like a can of he's a can man yes. <laughs> he's out of the can throne <laughs> yeah, exactly i mean i he it. has a lot of money but it's like having this man get yeah, here yeah it's cans cans uh, it's like he like goes into your pantry adjacent. and he's like yeah. unwraps whatever wrappers on. He's like, "This, this is one. my family. <laughs> this is my and legacy. I, I'm, I drink your bean yeah. can." <laughs> uh, um, Doug. Okay, so it's believed some of his family's like, he's like "Oh, drinking. he's 
<laughs> Are you about beans? beans as like a milkshake though it's just so gross <laughs> i drink your bean can and at like all of the like bean and can <laughs> company <laughs> conferences like, my dad was a bean really, man before me it's one of those really big straws like for boba tea it's <laughs> chunky and he's just like <laughs> No, and he gross. goes to like bean conferences, and the bushes guy and the koya guy are like, and the bushes this guy's, guy's dog weird. is like, and he's like, he's totally he's ostracized, like, but does have our beautiful bean footage. We're leaving. Like, oh, there's a lot. But I'll tell you what, he makes he makes a quality bean can. I for all his faults, you know. All right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, like we riff on beans a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that this is a thing. Okay. So they're like, he's saving her, blah blah blah. She's like, I've she's been di- she's been married and divorced, and then she's also like, I had a traumatic childhood, and I've got mm-hmm. paternal abandonment issues. Daddy, um, what? Yep. <laughs> it doubles down in a minute. So uh, Ashley is also she's like, you know what? I had been training to be a ballerina since I was eight and then at like you know 21 the old age yeah. 21 she's like that fizzled and so she's like trying to pivot to a modeling career that doesn't really work her re- like what she really wants is a family uh and she like she's i want i know what i want more than anything i want to love and be loved she wrote in her journal in 2014 i want to be a wife and a mother okay she just stole that from connor overs yeah <laughs> i'm sure I she want- knows who connor yeah, overs sure. is. she's like the opposite of Connor Oberst. She is, but she's listening to Bright Eyes on the DL, like yeah. early Bright Eyes. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about saying. Bean Boba. Yeah. <laughs> I would fucking, I would like, do it's it. Like, Depends on the bean, yeah. but I'd, yeah. I'd talk Every about it. Every once in a while you get a little chunk it of bacon. does not quench your thirst. <laughs> not at all. Spiritually, however. But it is a nice surprise <laughs> when you get one. Very chunky. Okay. In uh, late That's 2015. Uh, in late 2015, she meets Donald Trump at a campaign event. Uh, she says that that is when her career changed. She admired Trump for years. Uh, she's 23 or 24. So I'm like, how many years yeah, are we talking? It's also 2015. Like, wait, like, like, yeah. How? Yeah. So she said he, oh, she was like bragging about, she's like, oh, he said he was so impressed with my patriotism uh, and my knowledge of guns. And he was so impressed that he hired her on the spot. I'm sure it had nothing to do with how hot she was so this is just directly from the vanity fair article soon she was spending long days at crowded rallies sleeping at mar-a-lago and traveling on trump's plane quote this is a diary entry uh mr trump watched himself on tv most of the flight her diary i love this i love this alice rob person um her diary entries show a young woman smitten with mr trump and his attention in a journal from the winter of 2016 with a psalm printed on each page ashley recorded in neat schoolgirlish handwriting how flattered she was when trump asked her opinion on what color tie to wear and when A few days later, he called her on the phone. He said, I looked good in his plane. He called me a bombshell. He called me his little girl and his baby. He said he wanted a big fat kiss and promised her a job at the White House. Oh, my God. 
when I say my jaw kept dropping. Um, uh, Apparently, Trump was shown a picture of himself and Ashley, uh, and he said, (laughs) I have no idea who this person is. Uh, I mean, he's also, well, he's also, it's often suspected that he is senile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so he might not. That's a nice, nice way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Who that be? fucker. Why yeah, won't she exactly. leave me alone? Um, so then we've got Doug the donor, right? So we get why Ashley's around. Let's uh, Doug. Doug's his little donor. Um, so he has been uh, donating to the Republican National Committee for years and years and years. He also, in his donor records from 2014 to 2016, he lists his occupation alternatively or alternately as venture capital. That's what he has. Engineer and entrepreneur, and then just kind. It goes back and forth. He was also described as having an entrepreneurial spirit, blah, blah, blah. This other guy, uh, William Want, who did kind of buy into one of Doug's entrepreneurial uh, ex- whatever, who he also is too embarrassed to say how much money he yeah. put into this. It was a, for a new TV sh- station, which... Uh, certainly would have had a, a, a leaned a certain way mm. so he's like this guy's a, a scam artist like no uh because yeah he donated to an idea and then nothing came of it and he just kind of like watched people use these funds so um as they're n- now married uh they're getting to know each other um, <laughs> that's the order that that goes in mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. When Ashley's like, oh, yeah, I did ballet. Doug, like, loses his chill in all ways. He's like, you did what? That's amazing. Holy shit. You feeble-minded woman. Really? mm -hmm. Ballet. That's acceptable for a female to do. Oh, what a perfect girl job. (laughs) Let me see the size of your wrist. (laughs) What else can you do with those feet? Mm -hmm. Take those shoes off. They're so arched. (laughs) So then he starts taking her to the ballet a lot, even though she really hadn't been going to the ballet because it feels fucking weird to go and be on that side of it. So then he starts kind of ramping her up. So they on the drive home from going to ballet, he'd be like, you know, oh, yeah, that could have been done better. Right. Like, how would you have done that? Blah, blah, blah. He's, you know, kind of navigating this and then, you know, turns out maybe that White House job wasn't going to happen. So she's like, let's do it. Let's Did she get her big kiss from Donald Trump at some point, though? Sure. I'm not going to tell any stories outside of school. Yeah. Um, And school is this article. So I'm sure Alice could get us the information. So Ashley moves in with Doug in Mount Pleasant and they're like, uh, she's having trouble bonding with her stepdaughter, fi- who's who's uh, uh, fifteen, so less than ten years younger. I think they'd have a lot in common, huh? Y- mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, another, like, I guess, kind of stop gate to that is that uh, Eva's mom died nine mm. months before. Oh no! Is Yikes. that how their relationship ended, or were they divorced and she died? Do you know? I think um, that's how their relationship ended because he was married. So his second wife was Eva's mom, mm-hmm. and she passed. But there was a woman before her where their relationship. They were married for six months and they got divorced. So I think that's widower and divorced. Gotcha. Mm. I don't think it was two and one. So then at first, Ashley's like, hey, Eva, we can be friends. And like, I'm I'm really sorry. And like, look, look at these cool dancing videos. Look at my guns. I mean, honestly, 
That's right. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone to dancing videos. Mm-hmm. So within a month, though, she calls Cormany, mm. our bean man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's like, <laughs> sucking on beans. What? I can't hear you. I need to know what he actually does at some point, but yeah. I'm. we're going to get through the rest of this as if yes. he's a bean man. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and she's like panicking. And she's like, I just, I just, I just don't want Doug to choose Eva over me. Ugh. Like, you know what? I know I don't want that either because I want Eva out of there. <laughs> I want Eva. Yeah, yes. get away from Elf. these horrible people. Yes. Oh, there was also this thing where like he took her into his office and one of his coworkers was like, she seemed a little immature because uh, he like made some comment about like, oh, you've got Doug to like show you around because mm-hmm. you're new here. And she's like, I don't I can take care of myself. And in the office pulls a gun out of her jean shorts. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so this is this is the uh, Q&A a day journal. Uh, so a moment ago, y'all were like, what's your favorite? This is uh, literally what they were doing. So they would both respond to prompts like, if you could go back in time and change something, what would it be? And then Doug would be like, be with Ashley my whole life. I can't um, go back yeah, very far to do can't. that, though. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You get six, six years. Six years. Yeah. What you get? Uh, what's your mission? Make a happy home for my family. Uh, and then she'd draw a heart. And then Doug would be like, become more Christ-like. Anyway, so they're starting to, you know, make these moves for the American National Ballet to, like, actually you know take those steps so tensions are starting to build right because now it's becoming a business relationship as well doug and eva are very close they like she shares everything with her dad like the the friend troubles the boy troubles the and he also texts her a bible verse every morning you know that's he's texting both of these women bible verse right. like every teen wants that in yeah. the morning mm-hmm. thanks mm-hmm. Dan. thanks Dan. Oh, i love it Mm-hmm. I, I do remember how, the stonings that can happen. Ashley still wants her a baby. I don't want to say her own baby. That's kind of shitty, but I'm sure that's how she was thinking yeah, about yeah, it. But sure. I, that's not fair. And so she's like, you need to reverse your vasectomy. And then they're starting to feel some like troubles in paradise, right? Like that there's little journal starts tapering off. And then one of them is like one of the questions in the journal is like something that made you worry today. Crazy ballet timelines, Ashley wrote. And then is something in your way? <laughs> They both just said yes. So, like, we've gotten less flowery. In June of 2017, Ashley reads Eva's journal. Mm. So smart. Just so smart. And so, obviously, the journal's all about her evil stepmother and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then Doug, uh, she gets in a fight with Doug because she's like, Doug, why are you letting Eva write these private thoughts about me? Seriously. And then Doug uh, grabs a gun because there's always one nearby and he just throws it. Um, Another time he punches. It was just in the way, probably. Probably. It's like, oh, one of our guns, throw it. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, can you hit the light? I'm already in bed. And he just, bed yeah. and just throws just it. Just frisbee it. He's not, he's, not, he's not that crazy. He's not going to shoot. The, come on, Winnie. Well, but he will throw it. He's well, few, he well. Oh, no. I think we're pro- well, progressing well, to something well. different. Another time he punched a hole in the wall. And then later that day, he fired a gun into the ceiling, um, lodged the bullet into the ceiling. There's another 
thing with the dog that I don't want to talk about. I don't want to make me sad. And then they would go on these, like, like the day after the bullet gets lodged in the ceiling, they throw their own wedding reception in their home for themselves. So how long have they okay. been together at this point? So this is... They got together September 2016. Yes. And then this is June 2017. Okay. So, so... Seven months. Yeah. It's like eight or nine. Okay. I don't know math. Somebody write in. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tell us how many months are between September and June. So they're doing the like, we're so happy parade. Um, and they've got like these really cute photos of them at Char- and, like some place in downtown Charleston. They're like, look how happy we are. And then Ashley is, tells Alice Rob, who again wrote this, I can look happy no matter what's going on in my life. I'm a ballet dancer. I put on one hell of a show. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. August 2017, weeks before the dancers arrive, Ashley discovers she's pregnant. She also kind of, her physical symptoms are like way worse than she had imagined. Her nausea was so bad she couldn't walk. Uh, oh she couldn't move. Like it was just, and it was like painful. And so she decided to go to her mom in Florida. And so then like Doug and Ashley are texting each other and they're like, oh, we're not together. And like, they're they're doing that like weird Mm -hmm. fucking teenage bullshit back and forth. A lot easier to do that when you don't actually have to be around the person also. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I miss you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually can miss you in this yeah. moment. Yeah. So then, uh, let's see. The texting all lovey-dovey kind of stops around September 18th, which happens to be the launch of A&B. Doug went to the studio to welcome the dancers. And so he's like, you know, things are being here, blah, blah, blah. And she knew he was going to do that. So around the same time, she drives Charleston to get her shit. She didn't tell Doug she was coming. She quietly let herself into the home, packed her clothing, left him a note that said, I can honestly tell you I am completely heartbroken. The letter began. Over the next four pages, yes, she put out 21 bullet-pointed complaints covering his behavior. Oh, I love it. You yell, scream, and cuss at me. You have thrown and broken things, even a loaded gun, which left a giant hole in the wall. The condition of this house and the condition of this house, black mold on the walls, unsafe tap water, exposed outlets, and then do not harass or try to follow me or I will call the police and have a restraining order against you. Don't call me or my mom. We won't pick up and then he replies with some fucking childish shit where he's like i'm so sorry i wasn't a stronger better man we're perfect together like he's just like going mm-hmm. right just like we i love you blah, blah blah i'll never do it again she's ashley is like regaining her strength in florida doug scrambling to keep this a and b together the 2.5 million dollars if you can guess never existed but he still thinks he can raise this money uh so he borrows like tens of thousands from so he's a venture capitalist that did not have 2.5 million dollars to invest in something Mm -hmm. he did not venture very much capital Mm -mm. truly no but he's trying to like speed venture So he's borrowing like tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, the day that half the dancers were fired uh, and Ashley disavowed the whole thing on in- on Facebook, 
Doug begged her to take down the post. You're hurting the dancers who were staying. Oh, and then she was like, what about all the people whose lives were just ruined? Like, yeah. she's still pissed. And I'm like... She should be. That's... Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It, she was like... <laughs> He replied to her, there's all caps, no money. (laughs) And then he's like, you have no idea how bad I want out of this and only desired to cover the 40 dancers hired. So I guess he's like, those seven really broke the bank. Mm -hmm. Ashley's health, meanwhile, is not improving. She still has these really sharp stomach pains. She's got severe chest pain. She it, she described it as like it felt like her body was it, it, trying to explode. So in, I think it's November. Yes. She's still searching for answers. So she, this is what, month two, three of being pregnant. And she's like, why am I feeling like this? Mm. So she sends a lock of her hair into a lab because doctors are like, we don't know. So she sends it into this lab and it says it detected dangerous levels of aluminum, cobalt, zinc, tin, and barium in her body. They also, you know, reportedly were saying like she had been deliberately and systematically exposed to these toxins, quote, by an individual who may be identified as the poisoner. So not like environmental, because he was talking about like black mold. She was talking about black mold and stuff like that. So this was more This seems a little bit more pointed. Mm. So Ashley thought about the hot, sweet tea Doug used to make her every morning, and she had an idea of who the poisoner might be. So she also was thinking about Eva's mother, Renee, who passed away. away. She was 56. She was found face down in bed uh, in the house that she shared with Doug. And in the picture, she looks like healthy, happy, fit. uh, But dead. (laughs) Before the the Mm. death. Uh, I don't know that they have photos in the house. <laughs> her dead body. Her dead body. Especially her dead hey, face. People <laughs> grieve in different ways. Okay. That's true. When the Mount Pleasant police start like looking at it's hard to say Mount Pleasant police. Mm-hmm. When they start looking into it a little bit more, they discover that they were fighting. You can pick that up on some text messages and that Renee had been sick for the year before her death. Her official cause of death was a heart condition. <laughs> So Ashley, through this, has been like, she's meeting more people who were also had been poisoned. Like there's some winery owner in Texas and uh, somebody else. But she meets them and she's like starting to like kind of move into this activist role because she's like, this is happening way more than people think. She they all met through the same forensics business that analyzed their results when they sent hair in, which is the Carlson company. A toxicologist there told Ashley that she was extra poisoned. I'm sorry, that was just me being a dick, but she is extra poisoned because pregnant women breathe seven times more air. Makes sense. The Carlson company, perhaps you've heard of them, perhaps not. Perhaps I should have brought them up in a previous story that I recently told, but in 2013, the Carlson company was hired by Brittany Murphy's dad. They reported that she was intentionally poisoned with heavy metals, which, uh, sorry, they reported that about Ashley, but it was the same with Brittany, which the one with Brittany was debunked. And so when they went to the Carlson company to be like, this was debunked. What's up with that, though, if it's the same thing? A representative for the Carlson company said that the Carlson company of 2013 has no association with the Carlson company of today, although they bear the same name, are located in the same place, Westminster, Colorado, and work with the same lab managed by Ernest. Okay. Like Kisa, like Kisa. July 30th, 2018. 
Ashley and Doug see each other for the first time. So that's some time, right? Ashley definitely had their daughter four months before. He had no idea. He was not informed of that. And so they are meeting in court because Doug is seeking to some kind of custody for his four-month-old. And Ashley is seeking a restraining order. Mm -hmm. So you know what? One step, two birds. Let's knock it out. They so like in this trial, they read all these like affectionate texts between Doug and Ashley in 2017. And Ashley's like she had been trying to appease a husband who frightened her. This is just kind of a side note, but something that is interesting. She did drop out of high school and was prone to to do more dance stuff. Uh, and was prone to conspiracy thinking. Um, example, she did not believe in vaccinating her child. Mm. After like an eight-hour hearing, stretch over two days, the judge was like, y'all are going to share custody. And then the judge quoted, there is not a single scintilla, scintilla whatever, of credible evidence that Miss Benefield has ever been poisoned or suffered from any illness of any poison. Huh. So but that company is just when you contact if you want to be like I've been poisoned. I mean that I that I feel like is a whole yeah. If I had another week, I would have been like, hold up, let's get into yeah, this company right. too. So in December, going back a little bit, 2017, that's kind of when she got those results. Um, Doug sent her a gift that included tea bags from Tivana. Uh, and she not only refrained from drinking the tea, she also drove the package to the Manatee County Sheriff's office and had it examined by a specialist from the hazardous materials response team. There is no outcome from that at this moment. Okay. In June of 2018. So going forward again, she was concerned that her daughter could have been poisoned in utero so she signs her up, her three-month-old daughter up for a 26-session uh, in an oxygen chamber, which is typically administered to scuba divers suffering from decompression sickness or firefighters with carbon monoxide poisoning. But no vaccines. Correct. <laughs> Fill that baby up with yeah. oxygen. I don't know. She, I, I feel like I was really mean about her earlier, and I just feel bad for her. I don't know if I, I do. feel bad for her. I mean, if you think about the power dynamic, like I think that she has some in my opinion, some bad politics, but a 24-year-old, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's young. Mm-hmm. So despite all of this, mm-hmm. all of this, mm-hmm. we're getting real nasty in court. We're, we're our failed A and B. I didn't, you didn't even know I had our baby. In November of 2018, Ashley and Doug start hanging out again. Hey, I don't feel bad for her anymore. Getting the, the band back. <laughs> I know together. this girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they've got a marriage counselor. Like you know, everything's seeming pretty chill. But then it becomes very apparent that Ashley has not been trusting this man at all. Because Easter of 2019, so let's say six months later, Ashley and her mom corner Eva, stepdaughter, and they're like, "Do you feel safe here? Mm-hmm. Because your dad murdered your mom, and he's trying to kill me." Yikes. So obviously Eva's like, he's been nothing but supportive. Please leave me alone. So then Doug starts getting like sus about her and puts a tracker on Ashley's car and he hires a PI and the PI is like, yeah, she's cheating. 
And so now Doug is out. He's out, but he still wants to like move in and become a family. And he's texting her how she's an amazing woman. And she's still over here like he poisoned me. And then November of 2019, uh, the counselor finds out that Doug has been recording their couple sessions and terminates the sessions and continues to treat Ashley, though. It's just there's so much and I'm not even covering all of it. Mm -hmm. So please go read this article. Um, May of 2020. It's like, okay, maybe Ashley's had a change of heart. We're two months into quarantine. So they start tentatively kind of going on dates. And then she even suggests that they move in together in Maryland because that's where she had grown up and he had a new job there. So like fresh start. And then a bunch of his friends were like, I don't know it's a good idea. Because I don't know about that. And he and Doug was like, yeah, I don't know about that either. Uh, I don't really trust her. And then he uh, rented a U-Haul. So like... <laughs> September 27th, 2020, Ashley and Doug are at her mom's in Florida and they're packing up Ashley's stuff. There's a custody hearing on on the 30th, like obviously would have resulted in them being like, hey, we're We're reconciling, like whatever. There were also going to be some psychologist reports that were going to be shared in the custody hearing. The reports kind of identified their conflicting states of mind. Ashley had no interest in reconciling and Doug did not believe in divorce. Monday morning, the 28th, the day after the 27th, um, Eva did not have a Bible verse text from her dad that morning. So she's like, hey, dad, what's up? Waits an hour. Dad, you're kind of freaking me out. Uh, waits an hour and then she goes to her sister-in-law's house and googles florida car accident benefield like just yeah you know so the night before a neighbor of ashley's had called 911 when the sheriff's deputies arrived they found doug on the floor of ashley's bedroom bleeding from his leg arm and chest They found a stray bullet on the floor and two more lodged in the walls. Ashley, who told police she could still hear ringing in her ears, maintains she acted in self-defense. The police, according to the felony complaint, noticed no injuries on Ashley apart from, quote, an old and very minor scratch. Based on the entry wounds on Douglas, it does it does not appear that he was facing Ashley when she began shooting, the detective wrote. It also does not appear that Douglas has taken any kind of defensive or combative stance. Ashley's mugshot apparently went viral. I do not recall. Thank you both for immediately taking to phone and computer. Ashley is currently out on bond in florida uh she's living near her mom and daughter she was charged with second degree murder so non-premeditated she has an ankle monitor 24 7 and she is adhering to her 11 p.m curfew as she awaits a trial in october of 2020 doug's friends and family scattered his ashes at sullivan's island beach and then last year eva dropped out of the College of Charleston. She's 20. She works part-time at a coffee shop. She sells paintings of landscapes on Etsy, and she posts TikToks about evil stepmothers. One of her videos has been viewed nearly 23 million times. I really want to talk to Ashley, Eva told me. I just want to ask her, what was going through your head? I've thought about it every single day. Where did it go wrong? Why did that happen? 
Eva is the most stable person in this entire thing. And then as for the dancers, the original victims here, they are still struggling with the fallout. Financial, like professional, emotional. Like there are a few people that were like, oh, we got job. And then COVID happened. And so a lot of them are like teaching part time, which if you've been a professional dancer on a stage is not you know it's not something you want to go mm-hmm. to in your 20s still yeah. so right now we're waiting for ashley to go to trial for second degree murder and so this story is still not done dang that's exhausting yeah that's so much and you said you skipped a lot of stuff too uh-huh holy hell yeah yeah looking at those pictures that is a hot dad yeah he's cute he's is he? looking, he, yeah he's yeah. cute and she's obviously beautiful beautiful and a psycho looking oh, that's how it works out psycho psycho yeah the 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 oh my god he called me his little girl yeah. about trump makes that's, me want to that peel makes me want to hurt my skin off with trump and how trump he just looks idiotic and he's like got <laughs> the two thumbs up but point like ugh. yeah it's just that's a wild 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 right when's her trial it, set for i don't know that it is anymore yeah yeah they don't have a date yet but i did forget that on her um on her application for a public defender she said that she had no cash no bank account and no savings well i can go next if y'all want Mm, please do mine's got a little bit of poisoning in it a little bit of poisoning in my stomach tight that was that was great okay (laughs) so that's did you like that horrible i'm over here okay everyone knows what energy drinks are right yeah you ever heard of an energy drink good intro thank you Mm -hmm. Um, relatable well uh is this a commercial yeah do we have a sponsor i don't know um oh yeah that's a diet drink though a diet energy drink energy drinks can be a dangerous Someone near and dear to us has been drinking way too many energy drinks and fucking his shit up. Yeah. If our little brother listens I to this. He does, I we'll doubt he does. Out. But anyways, modern energy drinks are not quite as deadly as the OG deadly energy drink. But first off, let me give you a few facts about fun energy drink related deaths. If yes. you've slander Surge in any way, shape, or form in this story. I will not. Okay, thank you. I will not be slandering Surge. I will say that most deaths associated with like caffeine overdosing, which is possible, a lot of them come from taking too many caffeine pills. And you're like, dang, how many caffeine pills does it take? I'm but it's actually hear. more like 25 to 50 caffeine pills in like one sitting. Yeah, I've taken so, two and that's... Yes. Where I top So out. it takes a lot Kate of caffeine Spano. pills. She's mm-hmm. so excited. So scared. But death by energy drinks. Let Lord. me run down a few. Between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. one day, a 28-year-old patient drank seven to eight cans of unnamed energy drink. You know, it's Red Bull. Collapsed at 3 p.m. and went into cardiac arrest, but they were able to re- but zap him. What? Yeah, they zapped him back, and he was able to survive. They say that that one was very similar to Red Bull, though it was not. I guess Red Bull. A man in Nigeria died after drinking eight cans of Bullet Energy Drink, whatever that is. He did it to win a bet for a hundred bucks and uh, won the bet. Oh, lost his life. Oh no! I hope Bummer. they 
buried that money with him. Yeah, right? he keeps that hundred bucks forever. You, you did it. In 2017, a 16-year-old kid in South Carolina died from too much caffeine. They say he had a large McDonald's latte, a large Mountain Dew, and an unknown energy drink within two hours, and then collapsed in his classroom, which does not Doesn't sound like sound much. Like that. Like, yeah. I had that much. That sounds basically like having three yeah, that, coffees in yeah, a day to that me. That kid needs to grow up. So, well, he's he dead. He, yeah. He's not going to. Forever kid. Yeah, he's a forever child. Um, The FDA thinks that at least 13 deaths have been attributed to five-hour energy Mm. over the last four years, and they're looking into that right now. This article that I found also has, like, there's death by caffeine pill, death by energy drink, and then there's one that's just death by monster. Um, Oh, damn. Yep. In 2011, a 14-year-old girl consumed two 24-ounce cans of Monster, which contained 480 milligrams of caffeine. It made her go into cardiac arrest. Was that total or each? Total. I I think it's total. total. Um, So how how much can you have without dying, maybe? How many grams? Oh, I don't... That girl had 480 milligrams of caffeine, uh, which looks to kind of be a common threshold. In 2013, a mom filed a lawsuit against Monster for the death of her 19-year-old son. He consumed three Monster Energy drinks in 24 hours previous to his death and had been consuming about two to three every day for the last three years. I know somebody like that. And that one was what made me think of Jackson. Yeah. I just oh I know somebody else like that my brother-in-law lots of people drink two to like because it doesn't seem like that much over a 24-hour period like that's it is a lot but like I could have that many diet cokes in a day I try not to yeah that's you're replacing what you should be drinking like water I drink so much coffee I drink like probably a pot of coffee every single day but that's more socially accessible I guess than just mainlining monster energy Mm -hmm. drinks during an average year Around 1,600 people express their overdosing of caffeine to, like, hospitals or whatever. So it it happens. But to the fun part, the OG energy drink. So this is called... Radithor. Stop. What the um, fuck? I want yes. some of it. So, yeah. Let's, this is like when people talk about Quaaludes. I yeah. know. It's the I opposite know. end of the spectrum on that. I know. Though. A little I want, bit. Want a little bit of both. Yeah. So you'll, You'll just get level the party going. Going. Yeah. <laughs> so, Radithor is the deadliest energy drink in the world. And it was popularized by its. You know, the guy who loved it the most, his name was Ebenezer Byers. What? When was this? Ebenezer went by Eben, which cute. So, That's no, because you're like Evan. Cute. No, Eben. 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 Like Eben. Eb- Ebenezer. I'm going to call you Evan. In the 1920s, he's an American socialite. Oh. He's got that money, money. So Eben was born into a wealthy family of industrialists. He was an amateur golfer and athlete in 1906. Sex. Mm. Um, he won the 1906 U.S. Amateur in Golf Prize, whatever the hell that means. Uh, he's the son of Alexander Byers. I th- what was? Where is it? He was like iron or something like that. You know, a classic 
Industrialist. Industrialist. Mm-hmm. Not a bean man. Not no. a bean Not man. Not a bean man. He went to <laughs> Yale. Yeah. The And then he inherited the Gerard Iron Company that had been created by his father. And in 1927, he's on a train, like, in one of the fancy sleeping cars, like you do back mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. And he falls out of it. He was probably hammered. But he fucks up his arm. Mm-hmm. It won't fully, like, it, I don't know if it won't fully heal, but it keeps giving him, like, pain. He's in all this pain, and he's like, doctor, doctor, help me with my fucking arm. And the doctor's like, you know what? I heard of this new energy medicine drink thing. You should totally try it. And he's like, it's called Radathor. And he's like, Radathor, Rad. People didn't say that back That's then. That's an insane name in 1920. But, well, let's think about that name. So what does Radathor mean? Well, it's because back in the late 1800s, a lady named Marie Curie had discovered a fun element called Mm, radium. And they, some guy, actually, his name was, I love this name, a man named William John Aloysius Bailey. Aloysius? No, Aloysius. Not Aloysius. Don't make mouth noises at me. Anyways, he was an American patent medicine inventor and salesman and also a fraud. He dropped out of Harvard and claimed to be a doctor of medicine and was really into radioactive radium as a cure for coughs, flu, and other common ailments. And he created the Bailey Radium Laboratory in East Orange, New Jersey. And (laughs) so where did all the fake doctors go? He created this thing called Radathor. And I got to find the article I'm on. So in it's created in the 1920s. It comes in little one ounce bottles and they each bottle cost about 30 ish dollars or so today money. Well, see, I've seen conflicting things. This says it cost $1, and which would be $15 in today-ish money. But then I also saw another article that said the bottles themselves actually cost $30 back then. And the on- like only rich people could use Afford this them. because it was like pretty expensive. So I think it's... Like- it's- Half of a five-hour energy energy yeah. size. Yeah, sized. Yeah. yeah. So it's one ounce. Two and a half And hours. the manufacturer, Bailey, claimed the drink provided energy, cured ailments, and impotence. In an article or like some advertisement, it quote, it or it could increase, quote, the sexual passion of water newts. And people were like, I'm sold. I just hurt my back and yeah. I couldn't get to the thing. That's fast all right. Enough, but a water, water newt. A water newt. I guess they were like, oh, wow, that's proof enough for me. As long as the water newts get horny. Yeah, exactly. This is obviously also pre Viagra. So a lot of the rich dudes were like, we're in. Mm-hmm. I'll try anything. They're trying to get in. Yes, they want to get it in. So Eben <laughs> is like, all right, I need my arm to stop, like, fucking with me. And this Radathor stuff, that's my ticket. So he starts taking Radathor, like, a lot. 
he would consume large amounts of it even after his arm stopped hurting for years. He would take a bottle or two daily for over three years and told all of his friends, like, this shit is the shit. You have to be taking Radithor. You're going to love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So like, was it, was he prescribed? He was. So the doctors who were prescribing it supposedly were getting a sixth kickback from every time somebody bought. I've been watching dope sick and this is that. I need to watch that. I've heard it's, it's very, what is that on? Very dark Hulu. Mm. And it's got Rosario Dawson in it. Oh, is it newer? Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. new, new. Good for Rosario Dawson. Michael Keaton is a and see badass. put him in everything. Love him. Oof. The medicine itself was made up of distilled water and the tiniest little bit of radium. Just uh, a little hint. Just a little tiny bit. And as we know, you know, radium, you can have a tiny bit of that, right? That's not gonna fuck you. I mean all. kind of making watches yeah. and mm-hmm. clocks and but shit. But they know how what happened to Marie Curie, right? At that point? They did. They I did. Th- I don't I like, think so. I mean, they knew it was bad yeah. or could but fuck with you. Bit. But if it's just in her, you know, uh, uh. Yeah, also, she was a woman. Yeah, yeah she weak disposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Byers keeps taking this basically two to three bottles every day until he's 50 years old. But when he gets to like 50, he starts to have a few problems. He's quickly losing weight he's having severe headaches and then oh one day his tooth falls out and he's like "Uh oh his body just starts deteriorating from the inside from the cancer from the radium so the way if you're consuming radium and like drinking it down this way it deposits in your bones mostly and so his bones are getting kind of holy and Brittle. mushy yeah. and um mushy like yeah. he's got he's got mush bone you know got case the mush bones Leland's called mush bones um what's the story mush bones <laughs> <laughs> what's that drinking um, it's a bit of radium and such a little pun. Okay. Okay. No, it nope. doesn't make sense. Yep. <laughs> An x-ray specialist comes to look at his shit and he's like, you look exactly like somebody who's been exposed to a shitload of radium based on your mush bones and what I can see in this x-ray. And the F- the Federal Trade Commission is like, we're going to have to take a look into Radathor. So how many years was he <clears throat> taking that for? It's, it's hard it to tell. Like, like 20? Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. said it was like his whole life, but then it also said like four years. So I So probably know. like a lot at the beginning because he was healing himself and then just well, kind of he just kept regularly enough it. Yeah, it was for just the next like, 20 this years. Is my I feel like energy. it was maybe opposite. Oh, that it like amped up? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Dope Sick. And he needed it more mm-hmm. to keep that radium was. I did try me. to look up. I was like, yeah. I was like, is it's it probably actually just in your head where yeah. you're like, and does it I actually need my dick to work? Give you energy. Well, that's like, the it deal. Sounds like I just tried to poison. look it up because I was like, was it an energy? Like, were people like, wow, I'm feeling peppy, yeah. you know, like cocaine or yeah. something? Uh, but I couldn't find anything, and I guess you know people don't do radium anymore. No, so they definitely do cocaine. I don't understand why they didn't. He didn't just do cocaine. 
Yeah. It was just there. I don't. He went the uh, the other way. Yeah, I, be, I mean, cocaine can so still make your teeth fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, We got this new thing, man. The Federal Trade Commission is like, hey, we want to come talk to you. And he's like, oh, because it's bummer. So when they come to speak to him, he's covered in bandages. His entire lower jaw had been removed. He had two teeth left. All of his tissue was disintegrating and he had holes in his skull. What a poor guy. So six months after the Federal Trade Commission investigation starts, Byers dies. Mercifully. An autopsy revealed that his kidneys had failed and in his bones there were 36 micrograms of radium and 10 micrograms of radium is fatal to humans. So that's like when somebody gets pulled over with a DUI. And yeah. You're like, Dang. Yeah, they're like, he yeah. was a 0.3 and yeah. the legal limit is 0.08. He shouldn't even be alive. Yeah. yeah. Byers, because he's a little bit famous as a rich socialite, people are like, holy shit, it gains a lot of publicity. And he becomes the poster child of dangers of radium poisoning. And that was kind of what, finally made people stop taking radithors the rich dudes that were taking radithor were like oh maybe ebenezer is a a cautionary tale for us i like my bones <laughs> yeah yeah i'm don't pretty sure it. i'm into my bones they're into you and by december <laughs> of they <laughs> that's okay by december of that year radithor is banned in the u.s but nobody was ever brought to trial or had to answer for, of course not. You know, the deaths caused What's, by rats. Was it still like a accessible underground situation? Like, oh, I went to Mexico. <laughs> Probably yeah, just go down to Juarez or whatever. Had mm-hmm. to get that. So when they bury his body, they're like, "Well, he's fucking radiated." Yeah. So they bury him in a lead-lined coffin so that his body wouldn't poison, poison the, the, earth. the earth and then <sighs> dark oh, where can i find it there was a scientist who was curious about it semi-recently who exhumed his body Dang. to test the bones and see like you know because what the half the shelf yeah. life mm-hmm. is like 1600 years yeah. um and so he brought him out and discovered that based on excuse me based on what buyers had told people like i was taking two to three bottles every day or two to three one ounce bottles every day of this stuff this scientist was like based on that i figured he would have about one hundred thousand becquerel which is the international unit of radioactivity he was As like everyone knows you know yeah. and yes. like you don't have to explain this one you know uh, <laughs> sure mm-hmm. so he's like i'm thinking he's gonna have one hundred thousand becquerel of radioactivity in his body and what he found was that buyer's skeletal remains actually had 225,000 Becquerel suggesting that he was definitely taking a fuck ton more. more. Wait, he thought 16,000? No. Okay. 100,000. And what ended up was 225,000. 1,600 was radium's half-life is 1,600 years. So he was like, well, I guess, uh, yep, he definitely died of radium and had a shitload. And they put his bones back in his little lead coffin and 
put him back down in there. But yeah, so that's the story of Radithor. Was the Thor part because of <clears throat> like the god? Or... Maybe? It does just sound good. Sometimes it's just a you're sitting around coming up with ideas and somebody throws it out and you're like, that's a good Rad- one. You think they got like Thor? really fucked up on Radithor and they were like, Radithor. They're all in a circle like <laughs> dr- mm-hmm. drinking it being like, you know what, guys? You know what, guys? Yeah. You know what we should we you, right. you know what we should call it? And I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. How about Radizeus? And someone's, someone's like, like whoa, 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 we can do better. We can do better. We can do better. It's true. <laughs> but that's the story of Radithor. Yeah. That's cr- I didn't like the twenties. Were there any between then and Red Bull? Radio, I mean, and Tam? Energy style? I'm to think of energy drinks. I think no, just energy sodas. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't I didn't go that deep into it. For energy drinks. <laughs> I, would, I would, I think I would drink one. Just one. Just try it out. I mean, it will just stay one. in your body the rest of your life. Yeah, You're never getting rid that. of that. But just one. Just a little you know? radium. I want to know how I mean, it tastes. Like, well, how's this flavor? Because you're yeah. exposed to... I'm going to say, I'm going to say lemon lime. Oh, I was going to say uh, ethanol. Oh, yeah. It just tastes like straight, yeah, alcohol. Everclear. But, yeah, That's like just like trying. rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Tincture. Could you type a little louder, please? I yes, she, she certainly can. can. Thank you. That's what I wanted. It looks weird. I, I, I guess I have to go now. Now you last. I don't think I've ever gone last before, so this is exciting for me. Big day of first. first. You're last. <clears throat> mine, well, you had tea in yours, so mine kind of ties into <gasps> yours, I guess. <laughs> I did mention I it. I don't have any poisoning Once. in mine, though. I don't, at least I don't think. Okay. In Boulder, Colorado, in 1969, a group of hippies um, started. Oof. Yeah, I know it's a bad start. Started gathering herbs and flowers in the mountains around Boulder mm. um, with the intent to sell them to local health food stores. On those first hikes, the team harvested enough herbs to for 500 pounds of a blend that they called Moe's 36 Herb Tea, which was named after one oh, of wait, the we founders. Did this, right? Which was Sleepy Time Tea? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When did y'all do it? I looked. We did it. Sleepy time tea, uh, kind of recently, I feel like. Oh, no. Do I have to come up with That's another okay. one very quickly? Sorry. Oh, now I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, uh, I mean, we are also at an hour and a half already. <laughs> Sleepy time I don't tea. Be cut out. You don't have to be cut out. You can find something. I believe Who did it? it? Me. Oh. That's why I know. <laughs> and that's why I didn't know. <laughs> yep. I know it was me. Yeah, like I said, it's an hour. We're at an hour and a half already. I don't have to do mine. Well, so, I can't do mine now. No, you can't. Dang. Sorry. Well, now I need to figure out to make sure how to keep that from Just happening. Text me. Eh. No. I mean, yeah. Well, because okay, yeah. can I just show you the the title of that and see if you want it? Because it is really insane. Oh my God, body of W two veteran who died of COVID dissected in Portland Marriott for paying audience unbeknownst to what? Uh huh. So they like dissected a. Uh huh. He was like, I want my body donated to science. And then the next thing they know, through all of this like fucked up ways, he is being dissected in like a conference room in a Marriott with a paying audience. Gross. They paid? 
Uh-huh. Well, I paid good. $500 each. They were able to... This was just, like, too much. I was like... <laughs> but Haley can do it. Well, I just had it pulled up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ticket holders could go and look at the body up close. And the ticket holders look like you think they would. Freaky leaky. Freaky deaky deaky. Okay. It was... Season two, episode 47, focusing on the peen shredding is what it was called. Well, womp womp. That's okay. I'm just going to eat chips for 20 minutes. No, on... both of y'all with the chip eating. Why is it so hollow and crunchy? Because I open my mouth Your a lot. Giant cavernous mouth. mouth with my relaxed, moisturized throat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I had fun listening to stories yeah. today. Sorry, sorry, uh-huh. I squashed you. Uh, I squashed myself. I set myself up for failure. <laughs> you did, but you tried to relate it to tea. I mean, I was really excited. I was like, hey, if through line, we're talking about poison tea. Tea. Mm-hmm. tea. It was meant to be. I mean, False it opposite. was Tivana. Mm. <laughs> cool. Come see, come saw, you know? Mm. I don't know I mean. Yes, you do. You're so French. Mm-hmm. Come see, come mm-hmm. saw. Yeah, I guess we're done. Then. Yeah, it's, Haley's, it's okay. If it had been a really old story, I don't mind like a rehashing of an old, old. No, that was like wasn't um, a year ago. Yeah, but that one was a few months ago. Lisa tried to do this to me too one time mm-hmm. with the those Chad, Daybell, and Lori. So thanks for listening to me when I tell you the fucking stories. I guess that's my problem. I'm forgettable. But that's okay. Uh, Cool. Well, anyways, listen, rate us on hotornot.com hotornot.com and um, follow us at Weird Brunch Everywhere. And if you have a story that we haven't done, please send it to Haley. (laughs) We'll be setting up our Hey Space account soon. (laughs) And yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you later. TTYL. Horrible. (laughs)